0: You can do anything, that you have the power within you to create the life that you want, but you have to have the faith in yourself to do it and then just start. There's never going to be the perfect opportunity. There's always going to be something. Life is always throwing curveballs at you. But if you want something, go for it and you will be able to achieve anything you put your mind to.
1: Mama, Let's reimagine mom life together. Mama Has Goals is your hub for relatable support and helpful resources that help you fuel yourself alongside motherhood. Your identity is bigger than mom and whatever your goals are, together we're making them a reality. If you've ever wondered the real behind the scenes of what it takes to be an influencer, or you've wondered how people are making money online, we've shared quite a few ways over the last week and a half for different digital products We're taking it back to the traditional Instagram influencer today. And Christina Alonzo is a friend that I met through another mutual friend. We chat a little bit about that. And she's created quite the online presence, sharing her life, the products that she loves, and her heart on Instagram specifically. We talk about how this has been her full-time job now for three years. It's given her the flexibility and freedom to stay home with her daughter and to be able to bring peace into her life. You may recognize Christina's name because we've had her on the podcast before. Christina has quite the story, and she has been through more hardships than most should have to go through. We shared her story previously, and you can go and listen to that too. We'll link it below. But today we're talking specifically about what it means to be an influencer the behind the scenes, Christina is also going to be our online influencer resource for our business program that we are releasing called Mama's Business Blueprint. And this helps you really get your business started if you have an idea, or maybe you've been in business for a little bit, but you're looking for a little bit more understanding on how to get more momentum or success building it alongside family. So Christina will have the opportunity to meet with you if you choose to help you in any of your questions around that. We talk about what does that really look like behind the scenes, how to run it like a business and not just a hobby, reach out to people to partner with, grow your following, and we'll also link her resources below that she shared with us to help you grow your platform. If you have any questions, let us know, but let's dive in. Christina, I'm so excited to have you back. Last time you were on the podcast, we went through your story and your journey, which you guys need to go back and listen to if you haven't listened to it. But today we're going to talk about what it means to be an influencer and how you can get started. And I know so many women in our community, the mom community, they're like, okay, so I can share my life online and get paid for it, right? And what does that look like? And how do I get started? And so I want to unpack a little bit the opportunity that women have to do that solely And how it really benefits any other business too, how you should be pairing some of the same strategies with anything else you're doing. And I know you've been able to come at this in various ways too. So we'll unpack that a little bit. But the very first thing is you and I were just talking about is knowing who you want to serve. So I want you to take us back and tell us what that looked like for you when you decided what type of content you were going to be posting and like what your account was going to look like. How did you make those decisions?
0: When I started my page and my blog, it was more of just a creative outlet for me. My intention wasn't to monetize my social media. I Obviously, there was influencers that I followed and people that I admired, but that was something that they could do. It wasn't something that just a mom in her 40s with no online presence could do. That, that was my thought, which was completely wrong, but that's where I started. It was just a creative outlet, ways for me to show things in my home. Basically, my idea was just to share our home decor. And as my page evolved, obviously, I had more passion than just home decor. And especially after Addie was born and I started sharing more of like mom life and life with a newborn again and things like that. But I really had to pay attention to what my audience was looking for. Yes, your social media is your page. It's your home. But if you are wanting to engage with an audience, you have to think about what are they looking for? What do they come to you for? And it has evolved. And I think that as people, we evolve. And so obviously your content on your social media platform is going to evolve. But I think you have to really think about what do you know? What can you share? What does somebody ask you for? Is, Is there do people always say, hey, Kelsey, can you, you know remind us of that recipe that you made that will, yeah. you can repurpose three times? Like those kinds of things. What are people asking you for?
1: Yeah. And do you have to just get started messy so that you can figure out what's sticking? Post a home decor recipe and outfit and see what do people want to see? Or how do you know which things to continue with?
0: If you're just going to start fresh, you don't have a page, you're just going to start fresh. I would say... You want to think about and write down what are your passions? What can you talk about all day, every day, and still be excited about? If you decide you're going to post about finance, but you really don't even care about finance, it's not going to benefit you or your audience in the long run because it's not anything that you get excited about. So I think you have to really start with what gets you excited? What do you love to talk about? But yeah, I think it is going to be messy at first. You have to really pay attention to the analytics and sometimes at first you don't even really know what that means instagram especially in tiktok they have features that will show you like how many people watched this video and like how many seconds of the video did they watch there is a lot of vanity behind it also like likes and comments and things like that but it is a good judge of how your audience is responding to that content and if you post you know, one reel that doesn't do very well, I wouldn't say stop sharing that type of content because maybe you just got in on the weird end of the algorithm that day. But if you've posted I share a lot about coffee. So let's say I've posted five coffee videos and nobody has watched any of those, then that's probably not the best way for me to reach the audience.
1: Yeah. You made a comment about the vanity metrics and I'd love to just unpack that a little bit because we're all human. And as much as we can say Don't let the mean comments and the trolls affect you and don't be looking at your metrics outside of the business standpoint. Don't put that on yourself. The fact of the matter is we do, right? Mm -hmm. So how do you work in this space without letting that kind of bully you?
0: I am a very sensitive person. And so for me, it was really difficult. You base whether or not people are enjoying your content based on those things, but you have to really let it not affect you mentally. And I know that it is easier said than done. And there are people who are going to share their opinion and not agree with your opinion. But you have to also know who you are and where you are coming from. Like You have to know your heart and your intention behind it and remember that and have people in your life who can remind you of that also when there are times where people may not agree with you. Because it's going to happen. Everybody is entitled to their own opinion. In the world of social media, everybody is giving their opinion so freely. But you have to really let it not get to you. And it is, it is a lot easier said than done. And it does take time. And for me, I have been lucky in the aspect where I don't get a lot of negative comments when... Jackson died and I had some brand deals that I still had to share. I did get some comments after people did not like that. But like any other human, when you have a death, you still have a family and and you still have commitments that you have to. The world doesn't stop even though it feels like it does. (laughs) And so that was really difficult for me. Those specifics, I had to really remind myself that they don't know my heart. They don't know Mm -hmm. that content was created Five weeks ago, waiting for brand approval and waiting for it to time to post things like that. But also, you have to know your worth. You Mm -hmm. matter whether you get five likes or 5,000 likes, that doesn't change your worth. So, yeah, I think that's something that you need to remember.
1: Yeah, worth and intention. And going back to, you know, why did you start this? And if you only get one person to like it one day and you made that person's day at the end of the day, that's, you know, really important. And Mm -hmm. So how do you find that balance between supporting your audience and doing it for them, but also it being a platform that like, that's your job, that's what you're monetizing, and that's your paycheck in the sense of just, you have to measure those vanity metrics, because that's how you run your business. So you can't just sit there and be like, I hope I made someone smile today. You also have this other side of it, of the brand partnerships. How do you weigh that teeter-totter, if you will?
0: On Instagram, there's so many ways that you can reach your audience, whether that's through stories, whether that's through messages, whether it's through the content that you post on your feed. And I think you have to really think about too, what value that you're bringing to the community. If every post that you share is an ad, is that bringing other value to your audience? And maybe it is. Maybe you're sharing an ad, but in that you are sharing Other things as well. It gets a little tricky because brands have to approve what you're sharing. But are you showing up in stories offering value for things that people don't have to buy? Are you Mm -hmm. answering your messages and really connecting with your audience? I've made some really good friendships from social media, people that I've never met in real life that have been friends of mine for over a decade. And those type of relationships, you can't put like a dollar price on. They've been some of the most supportive people during some of the hardest times. Yeah. But I think you really have to just find what that balance is. For me, I won't post more than three sponsored content in a week. I And I try to space those out. Sometimes brands want things all within a few days of each other. But most of the time, I will not do more. And that Is Whether it's in stories or whether it's a reel or a feed post, whatever that may be. And I feel like that's just what works well for my audience. I want people to get other value other than just what I am sharing with them and through a brand.
1: Yeah. And you often use the phrase, your online big sister is what you say. And so I think yeah. that is, I totally feel that in your post too, where you're like, I'm trying to be your friend and your sister and here for you and support you. I'm not just giving you links, but I am sometimes too, if it's something yeah. I love and I'm promoting it. You talked about the friendships that you've created online. And I know you are friends with women in your audience that are part of your community that follow you. And then you also have friendships of other creators that you've met online and you Mm -hmm. guys bounce ideas off each other and help each other. And that is so huge. How did you find those people to start? And do you feel like as a whole, the influencer community is super supportive or do you feel like there's a lot of competition? Both. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I do have a good group of creators that I share things with. They share things with me. We bounce ideas off each other, I have reached out to creators and said, hey, I've seen your content, this or that. And I they won't even respond to my message. Mm. And I get it. I get a lot of messages too. And, and there's filters on Instagram. So sometimes they may not see it. But I've reached out to larger creators, even in the Northern California area and said, hey, I'm in this area too. Like, maybe we can have coffee or this or that and crickets. So I think it's just... Finding the right people and not just asking, like, hey, can I pick your brain? But hey, let's partner together and I can share my knowledge with you and you can share your knowledge with me. I think overall, people want to help other people succeed. There's that quote that says, like, a millionaire isn't going to make fun of you for starting a business. Like, people who are doing the thing aren't going to look down on you for wanting to start something because you all start somewhere. And I think that there is opportunity also, but you have to find your tribe, just like with anybody. People aren't always going to connect. And it's the same thing online, finding your audience as well as finding your friends and your support system. And then networking.
1: Yeah. And networking can mean online too, right? It's spending a couple minutes a day, like engaging and messaging. It doesn't just mean going to, because I think a lot of people, when they think of networking, they're like, oh, I have to go to a networking event. I literally got back from an event last night with hundreds of women. And that's really cool, too. But you also can just spend some time like going and liking someone's posts and engaging with their page and then sending them a DM like, hey, I love your content. I'd love to connect. And that's another way of networking.
0: Yeah. And people who share your mission, our mutual friend, Alicia, she was like, you have to meet Kelsey like you would love her content. You'd love what she's doing. I didn't know of you until she had mentioned you to me a few times. Like, and so it's just, you know, people who are in the space who are wanting the same things that you are.
1: Yeah. And shout out to Alicia if you're listening, but we love you. (laughs) And But I think it's also to point out Alicia's not in this space, right? She doesn't have an online business that I'm aware of or know yet, maybe one day. (laughs) I think it's important for people to remember that too, is the people you're connecting with outside of that is just equally as important. And like you said, Mm -hmm. sharing your heart and your message and what that looks like. When it comes to connecting and collaborating with other people, a mistake that I'm sure I've made, I see a lot of people make is they come into the space brand new and they're like, okay, I'm going to message the top influencer that I follow and I want to collaborate with them. Can you talk a little bit about like collaborations with the people that are at the same place as you and how powerful that can be and really the power between like micro influencers? I I wouldn't call you a micro influencer. You have a really big following, but prior you had to get there, right? You had Mm -hmm. to build that. So talk a little bit for the person that's coming in and they're like, well, that person's not going to respond to me yet. How powerful it can be to partner with smaller brands or smaller people.
0: Yeah. And I think you also have to think about how you go about reaching out to people to partner Mm -hmm. with them. In the very early stages, I would collaborate with other creators who didn't have a following yet. We were just sharing things that we love and we would share similar things and then they would share my content and I would share theirs. And that gives you eyes on your content from other places. Yeah. And then also, what value are you bringing? If you're going to reach out to somebody and say you want to partner with them, but you don't follow them, you've never engaged with their content. Like, How do you know that is going to be a good fit? How do you know that you have the same values and that you want that person speaking to your audience? And so I think that you have to really pay attention to what What value are you going to bring to the table? Not just like, how are they going to help you? I do see a lot of times people will say, hey, let's work together because they see that somebody has a bigger audience, but they don't want to offer anything in exchange. And it has to be, I think, an equal exchange. And always somebody with a 100,000 following and somebody with a 5,000 following could be very beneficial for each other if they're both Mm -hmm. bringing value to the conversation. Yeah. And from just what I've seen, the chances of somebody with a 5,000 follower audience partnering with a million fives person, yeah. it's probably slimmer than yeah. partnering with people who are in your same realm. And that yeah. can be on, different, on, on all different kinds of levels.
1: And when they're smaller, what I've noticed is, sure, bigger platforms bring something. They bring more eyes. They have that. That's great. But if someone reached out to me and they had a 200-person following and their following was super engaged, and like you said, we were aligned, they followed me, they supported me, I'd be way more likely to engage with them because I'm like, great, if I get 10 people from that account that love what I do, that's great. But that's maybe not going to be as beneficial for some other people. So it's working with the people that could make sense for. I think that's Mm -hmm. huge. Now, when it comes to the actual logistics of operating this business, let's talk a little bit about that because a phrase that I heard you say that I absolutely love is if you want it to be a business and bring in income like a business, you need to treat it like a business. So you can't just post generally and expect the result of it being a full-time income. And it's been your full-time income for how many years now? About almost uh, about three years. Yeah. And so that is, and it's given you so much opportunity and we talk a lot about that on your first episode of just how it gave you like peace of mind to stay home with Addie, And you've been able to just have this really great flexibility and enjoy in different ways of sharing your life. But th- it's a job and there's days yes. where it's easier than it is harder other days. So what does, what are the logistics look like? What does the day in a life of the business side of the influencer look like? Sometimes you get the
0: idea that you just are throwing up a picture and calling it a day, but that's not, that's maybe 1% of what you're actually doing. Creating quality content, you have to plan, you have to edit, you have to write your captions, what you're going to say in your reel or your or your blog post or what that may be. Um, But also, if you want the income from working with brands, you have to engage with the brands. You have to reach out to the brands. You will get offers in, but most of the time, it's not enough to make a full-time income, right? And Mm -hmm. when you're starting out, you have to reach out to brands to to partner with them and then there's emails and follow-ups and negotiations and submitting content for approval and getting feedback from the brands and things like that. And so some days you are doing less than other days, but overall if it is your income your full-time income, you have to put in that time. Yeah. And early on that time looks different. Early on that time looks like building your audience and creating quality content that you're not being paid for. Most of the time, people don't just start out and reach out to a brand and say, hey, I want to work with you and I want you to pay me for this when they haven't seen, are people going to want that product? Is your audience even care about what you're saying? Do they trust you? Do they know you? Do they like you? Those are the three things that experts talk about a lot, like the no like and trust factor. I think that is huge for an online presence you have to build that with people. And that takes time. You can see a clip and say, hey, that person and I would get along based on their humor. But do you like them? Do you Are you learning more about them? Do you trust what they say? Do you trust that when they're sharing a rank, that it's actually something that they use and love? Or is it something that they just are trying to make an income? So I think that takes time for people to know. If you're going to share something So I would hope that my audience knows that when I share things, it's things that we like or use. I shared with you earlier on that a a larger brand had reached out and I couldn't partner with them because that's not something my audience is going to be able to do. And so I'm not going to share it when I know that the majority of the people following me, that's not something that they could afford to buy.
1: Yeah. And the part that I really love that you said is you were like, I would love to work with this brand because I would love this product and I'd love to work with them. But I have to make the decision that it's just because I want that. It's not right for my audience. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really important because you could get lost in just like getting these free things that you're like, oh, great. I want this and I want that. But it's actually not fitting your brand and it's mm-hmm. not fitting the what needs to happen. I want to just wrap up with a couple fire questions for you. How many hours a day would you ask a mom to commit if she had a thousand or less followers but wanted to grow a significant audience and income out of this?
0: It depends on how fast you feel like you want to grow. But if you are okay with casually building an audience and making it an income, I would say two hours a day and I would use half of that engaging looking for people that that interest you engaging with their content answering messages answering comments if people comment on something that you've posted and taking that time to really build the connections if you are like i need to make an income i need to make this work you may have to put in more hours creating the content and sharing it and building your portfolio if working with brands is what you want to do and you can do that without having a brand deal you can take really good photos of products that you already are using to show a brand, hey, this is what I'm capable of without having that paid relationship with a brand.
1: And from what I've heard, that's the best way to get brands attention is if you're like, I love this. I use it every day. You're talking about it. You're sharing that content, creating your portfolio. And that brand may be like, hey, thanks for sharing that. Even myself, I have a small following on my personal account. And one day I shared like all my favorite snacks for the kids. And I had three brands message me that are like big brands and they either offered me a discount code or wanted to send me a product. And I'm not trying to grow an influencer following in that way, but it's a way to monetize any page that you have. And I was just Mm -hmm. sharing, hey, I really love these snacks. So I think that you should always be sharing what you're Mm -hmm. using, especially getting started. Now, the last question I have for you following up is I'm sure you had people when you started posting this in your personal life that were, Christina, what are you doing? How do you push through when you have those people you're previously connected with that maybe just don't see what you're doing or they're kind of like, oh, the influencer girl. Oh, Christina taking pictures. How do you silence that and move forward? I
0: think for me, it was a little different because I've always been a social media person um i've always loved the aspect of sh- social media and i've always taken pictures of everything i was taking pictures of food before that was a thing and i think that the people who are closest to me it wasn't weird to them but i know that there were people who were like i knew but weren't really in my like core group who were kind of like
1: what is she th-? watching you
0: from the yeah, sidelines like- what
1: does she think she's
0: doing? But also they weren't going to pay my bills and they weren't going to make sure that I was able to be home with my daughter. And so I had to really think about that. And I actually shared something about this yesterday. Other people's opinion, it doesn't matter. That's a them thing, not a you thing. Obviously, if somebody is giving you feedback on something, you want to take in feedback and things like that. But like really other people's opinion is not your problem. And so Just reminding yourself that they may make fun of you now, but later on, they may ask you how you did it. And I've had that quite a bit. Also, people who have never engaged, but then I'll get a message saying, hey, how did you do this or that? Because they've been watching.
1: I think that is so, so helpful because we do get those naysayers or sideliners or people that are just watching and you have to keep going and pursuing what's on your heart. And you can always shift and pivot too. If you start going into this space and you're like, maybe this isn't for me, you can do it any way you want, which I absolutely love. So thank you so much, Christy. I'm super excited for the women that are interested in growing an online audience in any way to be able to connect with you in our Mama's Business Blueprint program. And we have so many resources that they're going to be able to get a part of. If there was one piece of advice that you would leave the woman that's thinking of trying to step into something alongside motherhood. You have children a range of ages. You've been pursuing this for a while now. What is a little love that you would speak to that woman?
0: That you can do anything. That you have the power within you to create the life that you want, but you have to have the faith in yourself to do it and then just start. There's never going to be the perfect opportunity. There's always going to be something life. It's always throwing curveballs at you. But if you want something, go for it. And you will be able to achieve anything
1: you put your mind to. So good. Thanks, Christina. Thank you. I have a business degree. We have multiple businesses. And I've now been a full-time entrepreneur for a year and a half. And there are a lot of things that I wish I could have saved time and money with by getting support from someone that had been a couple steps ahead of me. I know that one of my biggest purposes in life is to help make things easier for other women and especially mothers. So after running a program last year where we shared some of the things that I have learned, I had great feedback and now we've brought it to a whole new level this year. This year, we're launching Mama's Business Blueprint for those of you that are interested in starting a business or you've had a business and you want to take it to the next level. What Mama Has Goals is at the core is helping you find the support and resources you need to go to the next level of whatever it is for you. So whether that's showering, the best snack, moving up in your job, or creating the business of your dreams, we want to find an expert to support you. In this program specifically, we have 12 women that focus on the top things that I wish I had support around when starting my business, from a fractional CFO to help you with your numbers and accounting. To supporting your health your hormones your gut health to working with influencers and social media content creation sales working on digital products whether it's an ebook or a course knowing how to pursue this whether you're having mom guilt or fulfillment issues how to manage your time and work through your schedule how to really think through who you are and your identity and really stepping into the highest version of yourself how to hire a virtual assistant, what a virtual assistant is if you want to become one, and how to communicate with the other people in your life, including your partner. So we have marriage support and everything else. This is such an amazing program. It is 12 weeks of group coaching with these pro resources that you can get a one-on-one call with. And you have a monthly call with myself for Q&A, plus these modules for you to consume at your own time and when it's convenient. I have worked so hard to bottle up everything that I have learned that I wish someone had bottled up for me to help you know what is possible for you so that you can create money and fulfillment without sacrificing your family to be there for them and to be there for you. So if this sounds like something you'd be interested, I want to invite you to join us in the Mama's Business Blueprint. We're going to be sharing some information here from the pro resources, and I would love for you to check out the show notes where you can join us. Sending you so much love, Mama. I cannot wait for you to be a part of this.